Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Shea. Welcome to my podcast, Shaycation, Living the Abundant Life, where we will encourage and empower each other to live the full life in Christ. You know, life with God is a trip. What we believe about his goodness determines how great of a trip your life can be. Join me on my Shaycation and let's have a blast on this trip with God that we call life. really excited about today's shaycation. Today we are going to go on a deep dive. A deep dive is when we will explore more of God's truth, his word, his will for our lives on various more serious subject matters. So join me on this deep dive. Let's jump in. I am here today with my friend and ministry leader, Debbie Hancock. Debbie is the founder and president of Compassion to Act. Compassion to Act is a faith-based ministry on the front lines of confronting modern-day slavery. Their boots on the ground going where no one else goes to liberate women. They have a hands-on approach. They're in the clubs. They're on the streets. They're building safe relationships for women to find a way to freedom. And I am so excited. Debbie, thank you for joining thank me. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Ooh, welcome That's to vacation. Awesome. I'm ready. <laughs> So Debbie and I have been friends for almost, what, 10? Forever. Uh, forever, over 10 years. And I just was so excited to have her on the show today because we have a very cool God story. So yes. Debbie, would you just give us a background of your walk with the Lord? And and then we'll, we're going to share with everybody our journey together okay. with God. Sure. So I'm a little late in the game uh, meeting Jesus. Um, I met him when I was 30 years old. And that's when I began my relationship with him. So it's only been a couple years, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Feels like a couple years. You know, I'm only 32. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so I started my journey late in life. I had no understanding. I did not grow up in a Christian home. I really didn't have any understanding of what, you know, being a Christian was. And when I met the Lord, I was living in Charleston, South Carolina, went to a great church there. And the Lord really just, it was almost like, the moment I said yes to him, he was like, okay, girl, let's get going. And it's been a journey for me ever since, mm -hmm. like fast paced journey well, ever life, since. Life with God is a trip, right? It I mean. really is. It really <laughs> is. And it's the coolest trip you could go on, right? Amen. Because it's always, you're always on vacation with him. You're right. always with him every single day. And he guides us and he leads us and he helps us in so many amazing ways. And so my journey in Charleston, just, it was just so quick the way, the way the Lord met me. And then we moved to uh, Charlotte in 1999, mm -hmm. in, at the, in November of 99. And, you know, I could have lived in Charleston my whole life. I loved it there. Um, I still even feel like it's home, even though I'm a Texas girl. Um, I, loved I loved living in Charleston. Um, and so when we moved to Charlotte, I kind of protested a little bit, but I knew that's where, where we were supposed to be. And when we, when we arrived and as life started, God started unfolding really what the purpose of my life is. Mm -hmm. And he didn't unfold that purpose of my life until I was in my forties. And, you know, so we're never too late. God's never finished with us That's wherever right. we start. We can be 80 or we can be 10. It really doesn't matter. He always is working and he's always helping us. And um, he has purpose and plans for all of us. Amen. That's right. That's so great. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I had, um, it was probably around what, 2008-ish, 2000, somewhere mm -hmm. around 2009. Yeah. 
perhaps. Somewhere in there, I was working on staff at a church. And um, tell us, you happened to start attending that church and something happened with you that caused you to send an email. Yeah, tell tell yeah. me about that. So what was happening after we moved to Charlotte, um, you know, like I always, always told God, I want everything you have. I, I, since I had no frame of reference of growing up in a church, I really was open to anything he has for me. So I really didn't have the religious baggage that a lot of people do have about just different things about the gifts of the spirit and just different things. And, and I was like, God, I want everything. And so what happened was, is when I started attending the church that we were both in together, the Lord just started speaking to me in just really amazing ways and in ways that he had not before. Um, I was having prayers for our pastor. I was uh, like, God would just give me verses, give me things, and I would write letters and I would send it in. Mm -hmm. And so when I did that, one of the ladies in the church asked me if I wanted to be on the prayer team. And, you know, I had been on one prayer team before, but it was, it was a relatively new thing for me to do because I actually, you know, it hadn't been that long that I had been a Christian. And so I did that, but then even so, the Lord was just really showing me all kinds of things. And I really didn't know what to do. I really didn't know who to go to. I really didn't know who I could reach out to to really help me because I was having dreams. I was having visions. I, I felt like I could walk in a room and just, I could feel things and I didn't understand it. And so I sent a letter into the church and asked if someone would help me if they would give me book to read or scriptures or something to really help me along my journey because I really didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is where I come in and this is so fun. So I remember um, this particular pastor came to me and said, I received this email. Um, do you have any resources? And another, the prayer team leader was, was with him and she said, well, I'm very concerned because when you read the email, the uh, woman says she believes she's prophetic. And, you know, that's a red flag. When someone says they're prophetic, we really need to be careful. So I read the email, and the email from my memory, correct me if I'm wrong, was, um, Dear Pastor So-and-so, uh, I really believe that I am hearing from God. I think I could be prophetic. Do you have any resources, books, or anyone that can help me with this? I would really like more. Paraphrasing, I really right. would. I wish I would have saved that letter. Um, me too. I, <laughs> me too. I wish I would have saved it too. I would really like, you know, help in this area. So what do they do? They bring it to me. Now, I was not the person on staff who, who handled um, prayer requests. I was on the prayer team at the time. But I was known as, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if they actually labeled it. Now, this was a non-denominational non church, and they did believe in the spiritual gifts. So I couldn't understand why this was so shocking to people until I learned that a lot of staff people, many believed in the spiritual gifts, but many did not. And many did not have an awareness of what spiritual mm -hmm. gifts were. Now, um, I have learned that if you're in leadership and you are a spirit-filled, you know, obviously listen to God as to who you put on your ministry team, but you really should be all on the same page. 
So they asked me for resources and I remember giving a list of some really great books that could have helped you because I would, and, and here I am sitting there as a, as a prayer team right. uh, member, all excited like, wow, God, you're bringing the prophetic because you weren't the only one that was saying, you know, oh, I'm hearing from God and God's showing me this yeah. and I'm getting, you know, these scriptures for the, the lead pastor or all of that. You were, you were one of many at the time. But I was so excited. I'm like, Lord, you are pouring out your Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. bringing amazing people. So I give this list to this particular pastor. And what does he do? He emails you back. Tell me what happened. Well, I was so excited to get an email back because I thought, you know, because when I sent the email, the, the gal told me, um, I'll get back to you. So I had been waiting like, is any day I'm going to get this letter that's going to help me because I really, I was almost, I wasn't desperate, but I kind of was desperate because mm -hmm. I really wanted to understand myself because I didn't know who I, I didn't understand what it was that I had. And I received the letter that day and it basically said, um, and he, and he put scriptures in this, in this email too, that I needed to focus on the giver of the gifts and not the gifts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I do because I always want to be teachable mm -hmm. and maybe I do need to focus on God more and I don't need to worry about all of this. So I kind of just shut it down. Mm -hmm. And by how I shut it down was if I got something or if I felt something, I would just kind of diffuse it. Like I'm focusing on God. I'm mm -hmm. focusing on God. And I just kind of just let it go. Mm -hmm. And I was going about my business, you know, just, um, leading a Bible study and, um, just doing my life, being a soccer mom and, mm -hmm. you know, doing the whole thing. And I just kind of just swelched Shut down. it down. Right. Because it was like, whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, you just ignore that because you're chasing after those things instead of chasing after yeah. God himself. I was either blind copied on that email or they gave me a copy of it and I read it and I was crushed when I saw here, you are asking for resources we are allegedly a spirit-filled church that believes in all of the gifts and you have a genuine question seeking after God mm -hmm. and seeking after all he has for you and you get shut down by an associate pastor and I was crushed for you. I was crushed for you. Uh, my spirit was grieved and... Um, well, you know, and it was really hard for me to under, even though I got it and I was like, okay, but it was still every Sunday when I would go to church, you could feel the spirit of God there. But I'm like, so we're not supposed to focus on that. We're supposed to just like put it down. Mm -hmm. But yet the spirit of God was, was there. It was a very confusing time for me. And, and God doesn't stop speaking to you because an associate pastor tells you to stop listening to God. You right, know, I mean, right, so exactly. that, you know, that, that's how big God is. Um, so for, and, and this is where, and I've, I've apologized to Debbie for this, but um, we were in a culture, this particular culture, where you did not dishonor any of the pastors who were over you. Mm -hmm. So I did not feel that I had the right or the, the leeway to email you separately because you didn't email me. You didn't know who I was. I had no idea. I had never met you. I didn't know who you were either, but I did not feel that I could go over his head and email you privately and say, hey, he was wrong. And I have a whole group of people mm -hmm. that you would fit in. Now, knowing now what I know, um, I would have done things a lot differently. And I would have reached mm -hmm. out to you and said, hey, let's meet for coffee. Um, so again, I, I am so sorry that that happened. But 
I was so grieved. And, and here's the thing. God is so faithful. And God yes, is so he is. good. He's so faithful. Okay. Yes, so this is. is what happened. This is the good part. This is the good part, everybody. Hang on. All right. <laughs> so see, deep dives can be fun because this is deep. Yeah. Um, so what happened was I prayed for Debbie for one straight year. Uh, every time just she would come to mind or I would think about that email or something would happen and I would just be prompted uh, for her. I prayed that she would not be discouraged, that God would still continue to speak to her, that um, she wouldn't shut down, that God would bring people around her to, you know, to speak into her and to encourage her in her gifts. And I, you know, really, that was really important to me. Um, and, and again, I should have, could have, would have reached out right away and we would have been friends sooner, girlfriend, I know, but I know. anyway, so we've made up for lost time. We, we really have. <laughs> yes. Uh, so fast forward about a year later and I have ha had had a heart to lead a Bible study for leaders within uh, our church. And I chose A Leader in the Making by Joyce Meyer. And it's about- Amazing book. It, it's a great book. And so I wanted to, to do this um, book. And I had asked several people that I knew, people that had been in other classes that I had led, if they'd be interested in this. And, and we had a really good um, interest in it. And one day I get an email from one of, the, one of the ladies in the group. And she said, do you mind if I ask my friend Debbie Hancock, if she would, she could come, you know, could she come to this class? And I'm like, sure, that name, <laughs> I know that name. <laughs> oh, Lord, is that the same Debbie Hancock? Nuh-uh. So I said, of course she can come. I would love it. So what happens well, with... And what's so amazing about that is when, when this particular person who was someone who was a friend, but not a close friend, mm -hmm. like, you know, we, we didn't hang out or anything. It was just a friend from church. When she asked me if I would be interested in this class, I knew in my spirit, I had to do this class. And I remember I was leading a Bible study at the time. And I remember I took it seriously. And one thing about me is like, when I do something, I do it. Like, I'm not like halfway about things. And um, so I remember telling my Bible study, okay, I'm getting ready to take this class and it's really going to be life-changing for me. And it's really going to make a lot, I mean, I'm going to be in a lot of focus with this. So you have to know that, um, you know, we may not have Bible study for a little while so I can do this class, you mm -hmm. know, and I think I even, uh, like we took a break for like a month or something. Cause I think the class was like a month. I think wasn't it was. It? I think and so. I think we took a break because I had, I knew I had to focus on this entirely mm -hmm. and I didn't want any other distractions. So, um, so anyway, so I went to the class and, um, and a lot of the ladies in the class, I didn't know them. So a few of them I knew, but I didn't really know them. And the funny thing is, is the lady that invited me to come didn't even come to the class. That she didn't, did no, she? No, because she was going to come and she didn't. Mm. So God used her, which is so fun because God will use anyone to speak to us. That's right. That's right. And so I remember the first day you walked in and I remember I pulled you off to the side and I said, can I ask you a question? Are you the Debbie Hancock that emailed Pastor So-and-so about a year ago about hearing from God and thinking that you were prophetic? And I remember you said, you said, yes, you were. And I said, can I ask you a question? And I said, did that shut you down? And I just remember the look on your face was, it did. Mm -hmm. And so I was able, and You're again, like, I want to talk to you after class. So, I remember that's yeah, what you said. Like, 
<laughs> and I just said, I, I, on behalf of the church, I am sorry because mm -hmm. what you were told was wrong. It was not biblical. And, uh, you know, forgive the church for that. Um, and you are in the right place. And th in this particular class that I am leading, we believe in all the gifts. And not only do I believe in them, I believe in activating them. I believe in us being in a safe environment where we can practice our mm -hmm. prophetic gifts, practice words of knowledge, practice healing prayers. Right. And that has all, you know me, that has always been so right. important. Like if Jesus died for us to have these gifts, the power he sent us, the Holy Spirit, and, and if, if he died to give us that power and, and we're supposed to walk this earth like we he want does, it. why wouldn't you want right. it? Right, and that's how I was. I was like, I want this. And I remember the when I walked into your class, you know, I was... Um, a lot different than I am now. And a lot of people that know me now wouldn't believe that I was the way I was. But it was, it, what was so interesting to me is I remember walking in your class and it was like that f switch flipped mm -hmm. and it flipped big time. And so I remember sitting there, a lot of it, you know, I was very quiet in your class. And Extremely. <laughs> I would, I would call on her because there were a lot of chatty Cathy's in the group and people loved to talk and I would intentionally call on the quieter ladies and I, I always like, Debbie, do you have anything to say? Debbie, what do you think? And you would just say, you wouldn't even say no, you would just shake your head no. Like, and I was like, all right. But you were on to me though. So I know. Because what was happening was it's like <laughs> God flipped that switch and he was speaking to me so clearly and it had never happened to me before that I was actually freaking out on the inside like, <laughs> what in the world's <laughs> happening here? Like God's teaching me and showing me stuff and everything Lisa's talking about, I'm hearing it too. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it was like, he's making up for lost time. Absolutely. You know? and, and that's what it was. And it was so cool. And he put you in a group of like women who loved him, who did seek after God, the father, mm -hmm. Jesus, the Holy spirit, but also embrace the gifts. And, you know, it says eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So how can you not eagerly, how can you not pursue the gifts? If, if the scripture says eagerly desire, right? Well, you know, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's like, here's a Christmas present, but you can't open it because I just want to spend time with you, right? Exactly. And I was teaching um, a class at, a, at another church one time about, you know, spiritual gifts. And, and I just remember I was driving down the street and God said, you do realize that if they, you know, they reject the gifts, they also need to reject Jesus and the Holy right. Spirit because people want, will reject tongues. People will reject pro prophetic words and prophecy and um, the healing. There's so much controversy about healing too and, and all of that. But he just really spoke clearly to me and said, if they're going to reject all the gifts, then they mm -hmm. have to also consider rejecting Jesus and the Holy the thing, Spirit. Here's the thing too. It's like you can't have this hierarchy of only certain people are allowed to operate in the gifts. Uh, it right. has to be for everyone. So yes. the person who is the least of these in our mind, whatever we think that person would be, could have the word that could change your life forever and ever. And, and so honoring people in the gifts they carry, because we all have them, mm -hmm. is really what it's all about. And there is not a system of oh, I'm more prophetic than you, or oh, I'm this or this. God can use whoever he wants at any time he wants, and he wants us to seek him. That's right. Well, there's a story in the Bible, and because we're doing this and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead, I don't have the scripture reference, but I will put it in the show notes, but where there was an older prophet and a younger prophet, and God spoke to the younger prophet to 
to go and do something. And then the older prophet comes along and tells them, oh no, God said you need to do mm -hmm. this other thing. And the younger prophet trusts the older prophet, you know, over the voice of the Lord. And he was led down the wrong path. Now that doesn't mean we're supposed to discount every, you know, prophetic word from wise people in our lives. I'm not saying that, but we do need to understand that we can hear God for ourselves. That's right. Uh, also, and that's so, another whole podcast we could talk we about, could. isn't it? Yes, oh my goodness. it is. Well, yeah, we'll save that for that another day. Another day. So, you know, it's like, okay, I, I am hearing from God. Yes. What you do hear from God absolutely must line up with scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, and you should have wise people in your life that you can bounce things off of. Like, do you think if you're unsure, you know, is this of the, if, is this of God? Does this resonate in your spirit? What are you feeling or sensing? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really important. But some of the scriptures that I want to go, because I really truthfully am fired up about people who say, seek the giver, not the gifts. I do understand that there have been denominations and people who have just pursued the gifts at all costs and they don't have love. And, you know, there's a lot of issues going on there, but that does not mean we throw away the gifts because other people have made those poor choices, that's right. That's right. you know, and have ruined it for, for everyone else. God well, is like we don't want to get in a car we want to say oh i don't want to drive because joe blow had an accident yesterday so i'm not going to drive the car anymore exactly I mean, that's the same kind of reality right. that we need to not live in that you know the gifts are for everyone there are there is humanity mm -hmm. people do operate in their flesh they do those things there are people who do get hurt from it but i believe if you seek god and you focus on what he has for us and we allow him to you to to use the gifts he's given us, then we won't miss God. Mm -hmm. He will, he will help us because we'll hear him and we'll be able to, if we do get a little off, he'll help guide us right back. That's very true. That is really true. And, and to have groups of friends or, or get into, you know, um, small groups or whatever, where you can practice. And, you know, I've heard, I've heard people say that too, like, oh, you know, you don't, you shouldn't practice prophetic words. Well, don't you want a doctor who's, you know, who's practiced medicine before he does That's surgery? Right. I mean, I just think it makes you more comfortable. It, it helps you. And it gives you the confidence too, that, wow, this, I really am hearing God or, oh my goodness, I prayed for this person and, and they were healed or they were delivered. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's really, it's really great. I just, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I've had, it a, makes us love our father even more because when you think about the God of the universe uses us to help be a part of someone's healing, someone's story, mm -hmm. someone giving them a prophetic word that changes their life. There's nothing like it. Absolutely. Well, even thinking of the woman who invited you to a leader in the making, you know, that she heard God, that God prompted her to invite you. That's right. She obeyed that. So, and, and look at how that happened. And like you were saying too, you told me off podcast, but you had actually had that book, A Leader in the Making. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I bought it when I was in Charleston because I wanted to be a good leader because I had always been a leader in my professional life, but I wanted to learn how to be a godly leader. Mm -hmm. And I bought the book, but I never read it. Mm -hmm. I had it. And so when the book, I was like, Oh, I have this book. Let me go find it. And I had it. And so I was able to bring that book to class. So God's hand was on you and he was yes. prompting you, leading you. 
and um, you know from way back then to the time for our class but just to recap I just want to go over some of the scriptures because I know there are a lot of listeners out there who who either really believe I can't seek the gifts I just need to seek mm -hmm. the giver or they've been shut down too and and my passion is to breathe life into those dry bones and say Amen. no let's just go ahead and like let's fan the flames of the gifts that are inside of you. Yes. But John 3:16 says, we all know this, we should, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So as we seek the giver, the giver gave us Jesus. So there's a gift. Are you going to pick and choose? I'll take Jesus or I won't take Jesus. We do have a choice. I choose Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, when I choose Jesus, I choose everything that Jesus died to give me. John 4.10, Jesus answered her, the woman at the well, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So here Jesus himself says, I am the gift of God. Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a seal, our guaranteed deposits, um, our comforter, our counselor, dunamis mm -hmm. power. The Holy Spirit is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, and that Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Yes, amen. Excuse me, but what can we not do? That's right. Acts 10.45 says, And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on Gentiles. Hebrews 6, 4, for it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 17, for if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through the one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So there's the gift of righteousness. Jesus is the gift. The Holy Spirit is the gift. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Eternal life is a gift. Mm. Jesus is a gift. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is a gift. So as we pursue God, yes, the giver, we pursue Jesus. We pursue the Holy Spirit. We receive the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control but then also the spiritual gifts, mercy, um, the gift of service, the gift of finances, but also the gift of administration. Those are all the safe gifts. That's right. But the Bible is not a buffet. There's the gift of tongues, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of prophecy, the gift of wisdom. There are discernment. Yes, discernment, absolutely. So all of those are, are important and that's what the giver has has chosen has loved us enough to give us so that we can live an abundant life with Christ Amen. on this wild trip with the abundant God. life yes that absolutely he has for us. Debbie, thank you so, so much oh for joining goodness. me great. on this deep dive today. Yes. We went deep, girl. We did. We did. I'm ready. All right. Let's do it some more. So, yes, we're going to do it some more. So stay tuned for our next podcast and tune in and find out what it's all about. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you. You can find any resources mentioned in my podcast by going to lisasheaministries.com. Click on podcast and look for the show notes where we'll have links for resources to help you continue on this trip called life.